and get ready to eat of the word. I believe tonight God gave me this message. I, I, I was looking at another one I might have preached, but I thought it's appropriate and the time, the timing I believe is, is important because it seems like when there's the greatest battle, there's a greater victory coming. And how many know that we are, have, we are in battles? And if you don't know that, then you need to take some kind of pill or something because we are, we are definitely in battles. And that's okay. The word tells us we're, we're always in a battle, but we are victors and not victims. And tonight I'm going to preach a little bit on the fact that we have what it takes to be able to go through the battles and trials. You know, everybody has had their troubles with sickness in this past short while and we're still in this flu season. Um, I wasn't able to be here last Sunday. I, I Since Sunday, a week ago, I spent 21 hours in the hospital in waiting rooms and in my own room. And uh, with my grandson, he got sick. And so uh, we don't want Pastor to uh, wind up going to emergency rooms. Let's continue to lift him up in prayer all through the night and believe that God's going to restore the body. Because I'm telling you, this sickness is, is amazing. I've sat in that waiting room for hours and hours and look, looking at 50 people, couldn't even get into the room to get any help at all. And so we've, we've got to come against that sickness. Amen. How you remember the, the uh, uh, movie uh, from the scene uh, Facing the Giants? The scene where, if, if you've seen Facing Giants, raise your hand. Okay, a lot of you have. If you haven't, you should. And, and go get it tonight and watch it. But Facing the Giants is a great movie that was filmed by a Christian organization and church. And this part of the movie I'm going to talk about tonight, or the video, was when the coach told this boy to get on his knees and hand, or hands and all fours and go as far as he could down to the 50-yard uh, line, I believe it was. And he had a guy on his back holding him. And at the end of this scene, it shows the coach saying, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can make it, you can do it, come on, don't stop, don't stop. And so at the end, uh, he was blindfolded, and at the end of this scene, it shows him crossing over into the end zone, going 100 yards, because he didn't give up. Now, I'm sure he was ready to give out and give in to the pain in his body, but he did not do that. He simply did what Coach said and made it to the end of the line. I mean, aren't you glad that Jesus tonight didn't give up on us? Amen? Think of all the things that we could have uh, stopped uh, on the 50-yard line and not gone all the way down. And he could have stopped and said, no, I can't go that with you, but I'm going to keep you and take you all the way to the end. In Luke chapter 18, 1, Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Have you ever lost your keys or wallet? You have, Carla, haven't you? They made a movie about you. <laughs> Losing your keys. And it's, it is devastating to lose your keys, but it's more devastating to lose your wallet. 
because if you didn't have any money, you had plastic, and the plastic can be used, and then you got to go through all that stuff of getting license back and all those things. But when you find that wallet, woo, joy come upon you, and you're so happy. Reminds me of a story about this, this lady who had this teenage girl who lost her contact lenses. And the daughter had looked for hours before she told her mom because she really didn't want to get her mom mad at her. So, but finally she had to say, Mom, I've looked everywhere and I cannot find my contact lenses. So mom says, I'll go look for you. So the mom goes and finds them within a few minutes. And the daughter was very perplexed. She said, how in the world did you find my contacts that fast? She said, well, honey, you were looking for contacts. I was looking for several hundred dollars. So the motivation there was to basically find that money that she was going to have to spend to replace. Much like the story found in verse 5 of the Luke's, the widow's persistent, persistence paid off. You know the story about how that she kept running and getting the crowd and trying to touch Jesus' hem of the garment and so she could be healed. And she was persistent in what she was praying for. She, she wasn't uh, uh, ready to give up, but she kept going and pressing in and kept working hard until she finally touched the hem of the garment. In that interesting study of the hem of the garment, uh, you think of a dress or you think of a, a coat, like something like this and maybe in a hem. And actually the hem of that garment was tassels that was a prayer shawl that Jesus was wearing that day and which wore often. And all she had to do is touch one tassel of that garment and she was made whole. When our prayers, we need, in our prayers, we need to be persistent. And we also need to be very specific in our prayers. Have me know that you can ask for something and get what you really maybe didn't want. Like a story about an old guy that I knew years ago when he first went to Tucson, Arizona. He was a, he was a pastor and he said, uh, he was telling my dad this story. He said, I, I came from a long ways to Arizona to preach and my car broke down. So I asked God, I said, God, I need a car. Just need a car. So he got an old car and he drove it for a few months and the thing broke down. And he said, Lord, why is it that you... Uh, this car broke down. He said, well, you didn't say what kind of car. So you got to be specific when you're praying. You got to be long-suffering. You've got to be willing to, to make it to the end. You've got, you can't give up. Another story of a, a couple that are movie stars, uh, Gavin and Patty McLeod. You may have heard that name Back many years ago, it was the Love Boat. He was the captain of the Love Boat, and a few of you may know that name. But uh, Gavin and Patty were not Christians, and they were in Hollywood like many of the Hollywood stars. They began to get off into wrong things, and Patty got saved, and it was uh, by uh, three ladies that she would meet with every 
every week and have a prayer meeting and a Bible study in Hollywood with some other movie stars' wives, and one was Jerry Lewis's wife, and it was many years ago. And she, um, she was learning about the Bible, and she got saved. Patty did. Now, now, Gavin, he was into all kinds of movies, and he was making his career, and he had been in many TV shows, and he, he got off in the wrong direction and started womanizing and drinking and having a lot of, a lot of the worldly things because he wasn't saved. Well, Patty began to pray for him and things got worse. Uh, they separated for three years and Patty uh, kept praying for her husband to come back. They were not divorced, just separated three years. So Patty says, I'm going to continue praying until he comes back. And Gavin McLeod had no desire to go back to his wife at all. But one day, the story goes that he knocked on the door of his home and said, Patty, can I come in? She said, yes, I've been waiting for you for three years. And every day, see that table over there? I set the table for you at your chair every single day. I was ready for you to come. Yes, you may come in. And God miraculously <clears throat> restored their marriage and they've been married. This has been, I'm sure, at least 20 years ago. And they even had a program on marriage and how to, uh, to go through marriage situations and problems. But you see, God is always willing to go that extra mile, but we must realize we have to do our part. God's not gonna do anything other than what we allow him to do. If we just allow him to do what he, he will do what he needs to do. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, tell us, tells us, pray without ceasing for what you're believing, for, for you could come on, you're on the brink of a miracle. You're on the brink of a miracle if you keep believing and praying for what you're believing for. There's a song, I'm gonna read you the words briefly, uh, very quickly, of a song that my mama loves. Bless her heart, she'll be 92 next month on the 2nd of February, born 2-2-22. And uh, she loves this, uh, I've heard her sing it, it's, it's don't give up, you're on the brink of a miracle. The chorus goes, don't give up, you're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give in. God is still on the throne. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up. Remember, you're not alone. When Satan would have you look at the trials of life that surround you, he tries to appear and bring doubt and fear all around you. How many know that there's fear all around us? Don't look with the eye or listen with the ear. Just cry out loud. To God, he, was all, he is always near. In your darkest hour, your miracle is here. The devil is a thief, and he sends those troubles to confound you. His lies, and he lies and says, this time, there's no way you can find it to make it through. Remember, God's word's true. The battle is the Lord's. Don't give in to your fear. Think on things that are pure. Praise the Lord. Your miracle is here.
What a powerful song. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Tonight, you may be at a place where you say, I need a miracle. In this church, we have several people that are believing for a miracle, that need a miracle. I believe tonight with all my heart that God's going to perform miracles. Whatever it is that you need, God's going to do it for you. As Christians, giving up is not an option. Jesus never gave up on his journey. When we became a Christian, he never promised us a rose garden as the old song goes. But he did promise that he would be there for us and not abandon us. He'd always be there for our future and things that we need. Don't give up, don't give in, and don't give out, amen? Amen. Think back on your life of things uh, uh, you have um, had to hang in there for, things that you felt like, I don't know if I can keep hanging on to this, but you went out a little longer and you made it through it. We all have experienced that, I believe, in our life. Maybe if I would hung in there when I was a kid and learned piano, I'd been all right. I took six months of lessons and I finally was a, I was a slow learner and I finally found out where the key of C was after six months. And if I'd have hung in there all the way, maybe another year I might have been able to find more, but that's as far as I went. The teacher said, I really don't want him anymore. He can't learn anything. So I had to walk home that day. I walked six blocks in Onley, Texas to my, my, my teacher and I remember going the dirt road and going down there to piano lessons. Now, I really didn't like piano lessons at all, but I, you know, I went ahead and did it because I was supposed to. But I believe if I'd have hung in there long enough, I probably might be able to play like my granddaughters do and I would have liked that. Giving up is never an option in view of the desired long-term outcome. See, we look at things in the short time. We don't look at the outcome all the way down to the end of the road if we don't give up. There's a story that, uh, there's a movie, I should say, that my wife and I love. It's called The African Queen. You ever heard of that? Okay, You're, thank God I got some old people in here. <laughs> Woo! You youngins, you just don't know about these. There's some, it's so funny that uh, some of these old movies uh, my grandson of the day, or who it was, I don't know if it was you or grandson, said, is it black and white or is it color? It's like, I didn't even know there was a difference, you know. I've been looking at black and white most of my life and I about don't pay attention to it. But there's a scene in this movie which is a beautiful scene of, of example, I should say, beautiful example of it's easy to give up. And this scene is when the African queen, which is a, a, a 32-foot boat, really it was just a, not a very nice boat. But uh, this gentleman and, and this lady was riding down in the rivers and it was a traumatic time because they almost capsized and they finally got down to the end and there was this um, large amount of reeds and weeds and things that kept them from going much further. And they got caught in the reeds and they'd been traveling for days and they were, you know, hungry and they got into this place where it was, they were enclosed in reeds. And they basically gave up. 
they were laying there in the boat and this scene is they're laying there and they're basically ready to die. They're asleep and tired and worn out. And all of a sudden it started raining. Now the, the scene is in the movie, the cameras will pull back and what you saw was right around the corner just a few hundred feet was a big open part of the ocean. Not ocean, but lake. And they were stuck in the reeds, but right around the corner, if they didn't give up, they would have been okay. But they gave up and laid down and said, I can't, we can't, we've gone as far as we can. Now the end of the story was on this part of the scene was the rain came, raised the boat up enough above the reeds, and it took it out into the water to where they could go ahead and be free. But I, th I thought to myself, how many times do we give up before we can see the rain? Galatians 6, 9 tells us at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. We have to wait patiently as a farmer does for the crops. I've never farmed. I've seen, I've, uh, my mom at one time had a nice sized garden and maybe you were raised on a farm. But nobody I've ever seen or heard of has thrown any seeds in the ground and immediately came up. It always takes time. And we, we don't like to wait and we're not very patient people. I look at the microwave and say, hurry up. But we have to wait patiently upon the Lord. He's working some things out in us as we're waiting. Someone said being defeated is often temporary. Giving up makes it permanent. Thomas Edison. You've heard pastors speak this morning about Thomas Edison. Many failures before he became successful. I have a whole list here. I won't do it tonight for time, but I have a whole list of people that actually were now successful at one time they were told they couldn't do it. Walt Disney, for example, was a newspaper editor and, and they told him, you, you don't have enough uh, good ideas. Yeah. Think about that. Harrison Ford, the, the famous actor that I happen to be fond of his movies, went in, was in a, uh, working in a dry goods store, just like a grocery store, and they told him, uh, he went to, to think about somehow getting into the movies and he got in a, an audience of somebody and they told him, said, you don't have a chance, you don't have any talent. They sent him away. But he didn't give up, obviously. Job didn't give up, nor he didn't give in. When his wife says, curse God, he didn't. What happened? Mr. and Miss Job got double portion of blessings at the end. Amen? So don't give in. Don't let anyone tempt us to compromise our standards, to do anything that would not please God. We need to not give in to the popular things of society. The culture dictates how we should dress and look. We don't need to be giving in to that. I am amazed uh, when I grew up, 
when I was a kid uh, a couple of years ago. I remember seeing men look like men and boys look like boys and girls look like girls and women look like women. But I declare I've never seen such strange clothing. Sometimes I look at them, I can't tell what they are. And sometimes they're both. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I like it when there's a clear line between the male and female and you know which one there are, amen? I mean, some guys, I, I saw a guy the day that he had these, I call them sissy pants on. I, I think you and I were talking about that. What, what are those? They're like a rock and roll thing? Skinny jeans? You ever, I, I would never work in that, I can tell you that. You ever heard of that? I mean, it's the strangest thing you've ever seen. And these jeans are like, and the, the guy's legs are about that big, my arm is bigger than that. And they got the weirdest looking little legs. But they wear those skinny jeans. And I, I just, I mean, you know, that's, that's something I don't understand. Uh, men, we need to get the, the, give the remote control to God. I love remote controls. I love my remote control, honey. I love to have it in my hand. I like my phone in my hand. I just the way I like it. I like that remote control. But some things I know that I can't control, and I have to give them to God. I have to give it up. In Galatians, Paul said, let us not become weary in well-doing, for in proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Jesus told the disciples in Mark 6, 31, come aside to yourselves and be deserted to a place of rest for a while. He wanted to get them apart before they fell apart. He knew boundaries and knew that if all they did was constantly minister that they would not make it. They had to get apart and take time to be with God. Sometimes, I did this other day. I actually did this, actually part of the day. The day. I didn't have a sound in my room. I turned the TV off and you know it's amazing what you can hear when you turn everything off? It's crazy. I almost started talking to myself. I didn't want some noise. But it was, such a, it was such a nice thing to hear nothing but peace and quiet. My daughter has uh, the grandchildren where they have Technology Tuesday. And I asked her, what does Technology Tuesday mean? She said, well, on Tuesday they get to have technology. The rest of the week they don't use anything. No uh, iPads, iPods, or anything like that. But they do get to on Tuesdays. There's a limit. We need to renew our strength like Isaiah 40, 31. But they wait upon the Lord and they renew their strength. And they shall mount up wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I say tonight, don't give up, don't give in, and don't give out. We can burn out like a light bulb if we're burned out Christians. What value do we have to the kingdom of God if we're burned out? We gotta take time to get before the Lord in prayer and, and meditate and, and, and see what God has for us. And it's easy to get tangled up in this world and, and not listen to the voice of the Lord.
many, many pastors every year across America and across the world are leaving pastoral positions because of burnout. In Hebrews 12, one it says, there is a race before us that we are to run. We can finish strong if we do not give out. In Galatians 6, 9 says, in due season we'll reap if we don't faint. I'm gonna close tonight. Kristen, would you come up and prepare to play some music for us? I'll say it again, aren't you glad that Jesus didn't give up? On the Via Della Rosa, he was walking, carrying that cross. and He fell to the ground, and you know, as a child, as, as, as God, he could, have, he could have called 10,000 angels, and they would have carried that cross for him, but he completed the task for the old rugged cross, and he, he went the distance. The blood went the distance. And because of that, tonight we have hope. I've given you a lot of don't do's. I'm sorry, I've given you a lot of don'ts. But let me give you a few do's. Do give up struggling. Let God be your savior. Do give up running from God and run to God. He will call you if you let him. the importance of giving up those things that are easily beseech us. Those things that are easily keeps us off track. We've got to give up. And I hope tonight as I brought this sermon to you that you would understand tonight that quitters never win. It's always easy to give up. It's easy to give up on people. It's easy to give up on relationships. It's easy to give up on anything that is hard. But tonight I ask you this, consider the alternative. What's better? Hang in there, stay strong, don't give up, or give out and give in to the world. Thank God tonight we're here. And we didn't give in to our feelings. We went ahead and said, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna worship the Lord. I'm gonna get a word from God. I'm gonna go home. And I'll be ready to face this week. Marianne, don't give up. Don't give in and don't give out. Your greatest days are ahead. Amen. Stand with me tonight if you would. Tonight I want to do a little bit different. I would like us to spend time at the altar and